take me or leave me. Fuck off. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. Two handsome bitty men and the other host, Ferrick. One pod, three men, no clue, but they love to talk movies. Who do they think they think they are? I'm Ian. He's Shawnee. He's Albie, he's rather tasty. This intro, I can't sing. Oh shit, what rhymes with strife? 525,600 minutes This is our review Review of Rent Yay! <laughs> that was, that was brilliant and that was And you had good pitch throughout that I was quite impressed yeah, did I bollocks? You did, no, you, you, actually did bollocks. Did. you actually did I'm quite impressed <laughs> Oh dear, well, if that one doesn't make the final edit, I've got three backups that I've got there ready to go that I've just got to cut in. <laughs> I, I, I love it, I love it. By the way, welcome to an Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. I'm really proud of you. That was really, really Yay! good. I spent an inordinate amount of time. I counted the syllables to every, like, line to get it lined up. Anyway, um, yes. Welcome to the podcast. We're going to carry on musicals and um, no more singing from me. And although I can't guarantee that because I did. Anyway, yeah, I like some of the songs in this, but yeah, we'll get on to that. Um, how are you two? How's Albert and how's Sean? Not much better now that I've heard that. <laughs> uh. No, I liked the movie a lot. Good, good. Um, but there are buts. Of course, but actually, well, in fairness. Quite a true statement. There yeah. are uh, quite a few buts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And even... Li- Sorry, Albie, I completely spoke over yourself. How are you today? Yeah, screw you, Sean. Um, yeah. That's all right. Uh, I'm really good. Yeah. Um, it's midweek. I'm busy at work, but plowing on. And uh, yeah, just after hosting an 80s quiz at work, which has been an interesting couple of hours. Yay, so, 80s. Um, I wasn't yeah, alive for that. I know, yeah. As were, as were most of the people who were in the quiz. Uh, there was a lot of uh, bewildered looks, but no, it was good fun. And I'm glad to be back with my two besties to talk musicals. Yay! This is going to have a slightly different tone to last week, I think. Possibly. Mm. Very, very much so. I... Before we get into that, unless Sean, did you actually want to tell? No, I'm just so excited. He's just excited. Just he is absolutely wetting himself. He's wearing. It doesn't matter what he's wearing. Um, so before we do that, to the news! To the news! Wow, warbles. News team, assemble! Um, right, so fortuitously or not, as this episode comes out a week from now, um, the new title for Spider-Man 3 has just been announced. So awesome, we're six days behind everyone else, but for us, this is topical as shit. This, yeah, it um, couldn't get more, like, you know, breaking news ever, except. Except for, yeah, recording things, grr. 
Um, but I thought that this... Um, so they did a little video, and it's um, your three main cast members, whose most of their names I can remember, uh, walking through the corridor, and they're ribbing uh, Tom Holland, because he's always spoiling things. He's, he's famous for it. And he's like, I promise, I am not going to spoil this. I've got it. We know what the title is. I ain't going to tell anyone. And as they kind of exit the corridor, the camera just finishes on this awesome whiteboard, which is where he's been doodling all of, or they have been doodling the notes about what the film is going to be called. Um... So yeah, what do you think? No way home. Yeah, um, it fine. fits. <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, homecoming, far from home, no way home. It fits the air, yeah, fits the progression. Um, yeah. I assume they all die uh, because of just the mess that is the rights between Sony and Marvel and Spider Man. So yeah, no way home because they're all killed. That's yeah, it. I mean, when does that deal run out? That could it, happen. Well, it did, didn't it? I, there there was, and then there was the whole messing about he was suddenly gone from the Marvel Universe, then he was back in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Um, Why doesn't Disney just buy Sony at this point? It will. Surely it will. <laughs> they can't. Market share? They can't. It's, yeah. it's, too, it's too big. I suppose because yeah. they have, like, it's not just, it's not just their film department. Like, it's, Sony is a juggernaut. Mm. Like, I'm Sony, you're Sony. Like, part but of you is Sony. Place, they, they were on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, it's a nice thought experiment, though. Yeah, but but actually, it's interesting though because Sony is one of the smaller studios. Even though people think it's one of the top ones, it's probably like five. Yeah, or six no, it's on not the, not huge at all. So, so it could be it could be yeah. consumed, absorbed. Um, just won't be Disney. It won't be Disney. No. <laughs> um, but I love the whiteboard. I think it's it's absolutely hilarious. So the internet's obviously screenshotted it and zoomed in on it. Um, some of my personal favourites were Spider-Man Home Alone, and it's crossed out as like, um, copyright issues. <laughs> um, Home Run, just crossed out. It's like, now we don't like that. Uh, homeschooled, Aunt May says no. <laughs> That's a, um, stay at home, stop, hard pass. What was the other one I really liked? Um, oh, E.T. Phone Home. That was good. Uh, and my first favourite was Spider-Man Far From Home. We did this one. <laughs> I can just imagine the, the group of marketeers getting together in a room and this is basically their favourite thing to do. Let's come yeah. up with stuff that is witty and will market the film. I really think tempting. it is quite clever. So, yeah, no, I thought it was great. No, I think it's great. I think it's really well done. Um and very clever because it makes people really, as you say, zoom exactly. in and look at it. And while they're looking at everything else, they yeah. realise what the title of the film is. So, you know, well well played. Well played it's almost like they know what they're doing about. Doing about what they're doing. Mm. Um, yeah, Sean, I think it's over to the Snyder section of the podcast. Thank you very much for our weekly Snyder update. Um, <laughs> no, there was, um, I mean, there, I really, uh, at this point, the only thing left to find out after this is is it any good? And we will find yeah. out on March Watching 18th whether it is any good or not. Um, so a Vanity Fair piece came out there potentially six months ago. I saw it today, so it's news. And um, it was <laughs> an interview with Zack Snyder just about the process and why he's doing this and everything. And inevitably, the Joss Whedon travesty came up. And it was it was pretty, pretty blunt. Um... Haven't seen the film, was warned not to see the film by Christopher Nolan, who, of course, was on board as a producer. Um, his So Deborah Snyder warned him not to watch it because it would break his heart. And then, now, this one treat it as Wikipedia when I say 
unnamed Warner Brothers executives, which means my mate Jim with a YouTube channel, uh, you know, kind of this, everyone knew how bad this film was, what was the point of the robber on the roof, which I've seen people calling that one on, out before, what was the point of the Russian family, um, and so there was a process... Well, I know where, the point of the Russian family, it's just not oh, a yeah, exactly. good one. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then so apparently when he was approached by one of those, it was all to do with, you know, fan noise, to which he said, thank you very much, but stop sending hate, like, send support, and he says he doesn't uh, engage with people who send hate. So basically, if somebody is saying, you know, fuck Joss Whedon at yeah. Zack Snyder, that will never be responded to. That's that's not his gig. It's, which I think is smart. Which I, I think, <laughs> yes, for his love here, you because he likes having a career in Hollywood. Um, but they initially said to him, yeah, go just, you know, release the cut that you made. And he was like, well, it wasn't finished when I left. And it would yeah, be or a, else we wouldn't have had a just weeding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, apparently three quarters of his stuff was reshot and retooled by Joss Whedon. Yeah, like it was completely mm-hmm. like it. So there's seventy million dollars after being dropped now on reshoots for this four-hour film. It could still be a hot steam and mess, but it'll be at least an interesting one. I'm happy to see another go at the Justice League. Yeah. I I wanted to be good. Yeah, well, I'm in the minority, and I quite like... I'm not going to say I really like. I rather like the Justice League film, and I, I will pop it on, and there is some bits worth watching. Um, but, yeah, this will be another go at Batfleck and Henry Cavill as Superman, and yeah. I'm all for another 15... Excuse me, another 15 films of them doing their thing. Um, I'm I'm more excited now that I know it's a lot more footage as well. I think you said that as well, Albert. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't quite realized before sean educated me how much how different this will be and now i'm intrigued because it's like any time you get to see the proper vision of a director rather than what's being diluted down um so yeah so i'll definitely give it a go <laughs> what the hell is the internet going to talk about now yeah, exactly. uh, we actually got the snyder cut and i was kind of hoping we wouldn't because what else do we have to moan about Sorry, I was just going to say, it sets an interesting precedent for other movies Doesn't in the future. Doesn't it just? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. March 19th, release the Whedon cut. It might just be March 19th, cut Whedon. Um, oh. Anyway, um, short news this week. To the recommends! <laughs> so the Ian not singing thing lasted all of three and a half minutes. I don't know, but you said you didn't have anything to recommend this week. Are you going to go for yours, Sean, or are you going to wait until it's No, I'll wait till I have finished the series I'm watching to let you know, because it's it's interesting, but my God, the acting is all over the place. But Um, I'll let you know if the payoff is worth it. You know what, that could that could exactly describe a TV show that I'm watching at the minute as well. But I know we're not watching the same thing, so I'm watching Travellers, oh, um, yeah. which was a Netflix original. And it is... I'm going to wait until I've seen all three series, then review it, because it's a first series was a mess. But, you, but mess. you're on board to watch all three. Like, it's interesting enough for you to... Yep, yep, absolutely bizarre. Like, I will watch it to the end, because I... Th- there, so there's two things. There is a good story there, and I am enjoying the characters, but the 
the story all is all over the place and the ep- it's only a 12 episode run and they managed to have six episodes of filler that have nothing to do with oh. the overarching story it's like no you either do 22 episodes and you can have 10 that are filler or you do a really tight arc that goes and does something the second point is i'm really annoyed because it's very similar to a tv show that i thought of about 10 years ago but never broke down so i'm mildly bitter that they stole my idea from my brain well maybe in the future you invent time travel and you just use a pseudonym to make this show um this may actually be it yeah maybe i do change my name and it's just to piss my younger self off um i am that twisted that could happen it's effectively (laughs) the plot of looper yes oh i love looper (laughs) right so i'm not going to recommend looper i will but not right now so i watched the meg i'm about two years behind um and i love it it's so much fun There is a really cool trend at the minute of disaster films actually being enjoyable. Like, um, what did we watch? Uh, Greenland was really, really cool. Mm. The Meg, I was so ready to say this is a dumb Jason Statham film. I'm not going to enjoy it. It's a Jaws rehash. But this is so much fun. And it's hilarious. Like, it's really genuinely funny. It's like... It both does and doesn't take itself seriously at the same time. Like, it's actually telling you a story, and it's also going to the camera. <laughs> Giant shark. <laughs> yeah, every single time. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like, you know, marine biologist, Jason Statham? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Rain, Rain Wilson is in it as oh, well, yeah. and he's... He's brilliant. He's brilliant in everything, but in this, he's particularly good. Yeah. Um, I'm just really, really pleasantly surprised. It's a pizza movie. It's get the takeaway. Um, watch it. Thoroughly enjoyable. Don't expect the world to be changed by it. But I didn't roll my eyes once, and Holy I was expecting shit. to have a lot of eye rolling. Yeah, but no. And there's some good little twists. So definitely recommend the Meg. And now I've got to stay the fuck away. Which is Spider-Man Far From Home. Have you not seen that yet? No. I hadn't. Oh, I liked it. I, I did it not. Fine. Yeah, we've got three ends of the spectrum here. Liked it, fine. Thoroughly disliked it. Um, Alright, well, so all three... Obviously, the episode is not on Spider-Man Far From Home, but I, this definitely needs a... It needs a, qu- a quick breakdown. Okay, um, what did you like about it? Why do you do this? I just told you I don't like it. You've got to have something. There's <laughs> got to be something in it that you liked. <clears throat> I like Tom Holland, but I don't like what he was given to do. Um, I loved Jake Gyllenhaal, but I got spoiler. So, bing, 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 bing. Fast forward a few seconds. I hate that they um, um, Mandarin hymned. Mandarin him. As in, he... Isn't Mysterio, but is Mysterio, but isn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they I see they, they shoehorned yeah. Mysterio into the plot, but he isn't Mysterio. He's just a dude. Um, so yeah, that didn't didn't enjoy that. The only, What I really, really liked was the mid and post credit scene. I know what you mean. Yeah. That was awesome. That was really good. But yeah, didn't like the Zendaya stuff, surprisingly. Didn't like the romance. Didn't, didn't like the... Ah... Mm. Uh, I've got to be in two places at once and everyone will know that I'm Spider-Man and I'm going to have to deliberately walk out on the theatre instead of making up an excuse. Like The extra ten seconds wouldn't have mattered. He literally could have gone up to um, MJ and said, 
I'm really, really sorry. I want to sit next to you. I really like you, but I've got to go. I'll be back. Instead of what ha- it really it was contrived. Yeah, I think my expectations were really, really high, and it did let me down. I totally agree. Watch Tom Holland all day. Watch Zendaya all day. But I think what they were given to work with felt like a a TV show plot, not a movie plot. And maybe that was deliberate after how heavy Endgame was. Uh, that's it. It it was a weird slot for it to come out. Yeah, it like, wrapped up phase it, three. Like Endgame like, really? should have been the end of phase three. Yes, do you know what I mean. And this could have started phase four or, or or whatnot but yeah whatever you we're on yeah yeah exactly where where, where are we now phase 27 i don't know um and it just felt not too soon in the oh too soon i just mean let the emotional you know impact of the loss of spoiler alert yeah. if you haven't seen Endgame, which was two years ago which is fair play because and everyone has seen there there is um a completely isolated pygmy tribe on an island off the coast of unpronounceable. They had a screening of Endgame last week. Like, that's how many people have seen Endgame. Right. The loss of Tony Stark. You know? And then there's obviously yeah. murals to him and he feels the need to be the next Tony. It's like, I get it. Next year. But Yeah, absolutely. But also, it's a 100% repeat of the first film. Tony Stark literally says, you're not ready for the suit. And Samuel L. Jackson says, you're not ready for the glasses. It's like, is there no character growth from the end of the first film to the end of the second film? Like, it's that annoying thing that Star Trek does where you forget all of the character growth from the previous episode. Which TNG and TNG and Voyager did a shit ton of that. They saved it all for Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But, um... I yes, say we sorry. do a series on every Marvel film and we go through them all start to finish uh, all 23-ish, 24 with Far From yeah. Home, I think. Um, but also, no, we're doing X-Men, Blade, Fantastic Four, oh, all of them. They're all going in. That's great because we're actually supposed to be talking about Rent and it's my fault for bringing us into more Spider-Man talk. Love you. But that's a fantastic segue into Rent. Yay! Sean, synopsisize us. What's the film about? It's It centres around a group of six people. It explores themes of sexuality, of poverty, of... Uh, it's set 1989, 1990, so AIDS plays a very big part in this. And it's, you know, this exploration of the bohemian experience and lifestyle in uh, the, you know, Tribeca area, or the East Village, really, of New York. Um... There are many, many, many different plots, so it's quite hard to synopsize this. But, uh, Ian, what did you think the film was about? Um, yeah, no, I got the gist of it. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty done with musicals, but I managed to understand um, that it was um, about kind of hard times. And um, not everybody has got it as good as you think. And a group of people that have all come to New York to live the New York dream, live the American dream. Um, and... They've ended up in the cold, and it's. I think it's really about um, loss in a big way, and how you deal with loss, and how you move on or don't move on. Albert, what do you think it's about? Um, yeah, it's that kind of bohemian lifestyle flying in the face face of what society expects of you, um, and finding strength from others around you. Um, in really difficult situations. So yeah, that that's sort of 
pretty much what what you guys have said as well um so yeah it's kind of a universal story in a way sean why do you love it when did you first watch it how many times have you seen it in real oh, life and okay i actually why is this your happy i actually place? love this story right so i first discovered this film in college so it was about i don't want to say that out loud a few years ago now and um the drama society got the rights to it so you must understand that when you're putting on a show you don't just put on a show you have to seek out and pay for the rights um and i think enough years enough years have gone by for me to say that things were done without committee's approval that there was an awful lot of uproar and people were pissed off about misappropriation of funds and there was a lot of nonsense there i'm not naming any names nor am i naming the college that i went to so i'm saying all of these things um and the only reason i know all of this is because i was going out with a member of the committee at the time uh because for the (laughs) members of the dram society what we got to see was a fabulous show very simple this is the kind of story that can be done in a black box theater right it doesn't need any huge production value um like some songs lend themselves to um big 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 productions but it really can be done with you know a few tables and chairs and you know you move this now it's a door you move it anyway sorry go off topic and um, saw it there and then saw it three more times that week um oh awesome like, i loved this show um and then somewhere along the way said, oh, you know they've done a movie of that it's like what the what um and so quickly as i could i went and just bought the dvd I was like, I am going yeah. going into this one on faith. It's fine. <laughs> Even if you just enjoy the songs, it will be worth the purchase. That's it, because there are some musicals where, yeah, I like some of the songs from it, but I don't like sitting down and watching it. I think Phantom would would suit that one. I, there are some songs I really like from Phantom, but if you think Rent is long... Um, uh, and I do. Yeah. Phantom, I don't know, I believe Act 1 finishes five hours in. Um, not quite it's just it's a it's a whopper beast of a show um so yeah got the dvd watched it and then i was that annoying guy like i was the one knocking to your door going do you have a moment to speak about our lord and savior jonathan larson <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was i was have you read the good disc exactly i was full-on obsessed for it. i vividly remember um uh very sorry to the owner of this house so it's about 18 or 19 or something and i was walloped out of it i don't know what it was beer rum nothing illegal I, all of all everything i was doing was legal um and just running around in my underwear screaming rent at the top of my lungs just um none of the songs just rent, 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 rent. Yeah. and <laughs> people look at me the way you would look at someone who was running around screaming rent at the top of their lungs in their yeah. underwear um but uh, i left the church then after that but uh, that's fair. yeah that's good <laughs> just so anyway this got me at exactly the right time and yeah. the songs are so okay right so putting it back to ye i find the songs really really catchy uh upbeat in how they sound not necessarily in what they're saying but um no. and really kind of they much better sorry much better than the songs for into the woods did i found it really you know easily accessible in that respect what did ye think i am going to cede the floor to albie um because i believe i'm somewhere in the middle uh, i'm somewhere as he just as he just personally attacked one of your favorite musicals 
please reciprocate. <laughs> well, I'm somewhere right of centre on this in that it is fine for me as a musical. It is not a favourite of mine at all. Um, I agree. The music is catchy. Uh, I love the storyline. I love what the, the the kind of premise of the 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 whole story is. The characters are brilliant. It's the lyrics that really bother me in this film. It's just there is lots of um, unnecessary rhyming, uh, which takes certainly takes me out at the moment. And I think outside of the big numbers, the joins between are actually quite weak. Um, so you know, it's it's it's. I haven't seen the stage show, so I will say that much. And I know that when, as we've explored in other episodes, when you cut a musical down, you lose some of the magic along the way. I mm. feel like, and I know this yeah. this is often staged with, you know, the, the cast in around the audience when it's in a theatre. It feels like it's missing something for me as a film. Um, and in a way, it feels the most stagey of all the film versions we've watched so far. Um, because I think, like you said earlier, Sean, it's about, you know, it can be staged in a very simple way. You know, it's pretty much all set around the the apartment and they obviously do make an effort in the movie to break it out more. Um, but I think it's, you know, I love the story. You know, it won a Pulitzer. It's absolutely deserving of that. Um, and the other thing for me on this is, and I know we'll talk about this in a while, but it is based on an opera, an opera that is very dear to my heart. Um, it was the first opera I saw live, uh, which was La Boheme, and I can't I can't really separate the two, and that's a personal thing for me. I have such a love for La Boheme. This feels sort of like it, it feels like a nod to it, but not necessarily. It doesn't capture the magic of the opera for me. Um, so, so I'm La Boheme for dummies. I'm sorry, Sean. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. Into the woods was shit. Ian, what did you think? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm, I'm more interested. What do you think about? We, we will get to what I think, but what do you think to Albie's point? I think that I, I think right. You've actually raised some really good points. Uh, so less said the better. No, do you know what I think? I think because I'm <laughs> such a huge fan of the stage show, um. I think there probably is parts of the movie that benefit from I have a I suppose a forgiving look at it because either your brain fills in the blanks um yes which and there are there are bits that are there's not an awful lot cut from there is a bit obviously there's not an awful lot cut from this but some just wouldn't work uh, for the film for example there's a recurring motif of the answering machine in the apartment which is, it's quite funny on stage, uh, yeah. It but is. it doesn't really. I think they only. Oh, they, sorry. It's even. I think it's funny in the film. But that, that's it. But there's only that one. I think in the film, or like I think where Mark's parents ring. Oh, it's four uh, or five no, times actually. It, it goes off about yeah, eight or nine it's, it's times. It's pretty regular. Yeah. It's constant throughout thinking. the film. Okay, right. I'm only thinking. Through. It made me. Sean, made have me you even watched this film? Time. <laughs> <laughs> the answer, of course, is no. Um, but yeah, whereas in the stage show you get that, that's sort of a it's yeah, not I a know plot but it's like a, a a plot along maybe a running um, gag yeah so I've not seen Labo M I don't know if that would obviously not having seen it I don't know how that would affect my enjoyment of Rent itself um, 
I wonder if in Puccini's opera there was quite as many drag queens and homosexual couples as there is well, in this it's iteration. Opera. Of it's interesting because actually it's often staged quite provocatively with nudity and all sorts of things because it's about bohemians. Um, and, you know, obviously the difference being it's tuberculosis rather than AIDS. Um, so I, I think it's probably we're probably coming at this from the same thing, which is we saw something live on stage that we both absolutely love. And therefore, mm-hmm. that is yeah. what, you know, that spoke to me at my time in my life when I was discovering, you know, I was kind of at the beginning of, you know, taking music seriously as a profession. Um, and I absolutely think if I saw the stage version of Rent, I would have a very different appreciation for it. I, all I have to go on is the is the movie, and and that's where it just feels a little unbalanced. But the lyrics are still a problem for me, and I know they'll be the same in the stage show. Um, they just feel a little simplistic at times for my liking. Um, but musically, very strong. It is a rock. It's a rock musical, so it's you know tonally quite different. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think it's not like I absolutely would recommend it would suggest people watch it i think the storyline is amazing um and i you know i love the characterization in it i think it's really strong um it just feels there's something missing for me overall um that is no that's fair ian you're a massively uncultured swine you've you you're uh you 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 i believe you were not aware of the fact that there are things as stage shows for example so uh (laughs) you have come at this more so than obviously i have years and years and years with this and albert of course has not seen the stage show but is well aware of the source material is so in a way you're the big virgin here and now interesting choice of phrase for this <laughs> quite film. deliberate um now that your cherry has been rented how do you feel oh about this film and i'm very conscious of the fact that twice you have refused to answer this question so Ian, did you like the bloody thing or not <laughs> so Albert, to Sean's point of me being a bit of a theatrical virgin, how do you feel about that? Um, so, I, um, yeah, I'm definitely coming at this, and I've deliberately come at these musical films as ignore the stage show and watch this as a movie, critique it as a film, and yeah, I totally agree with Albert. I think this is a this would be a fantastic stage show, and I want to see it, but I don't. I oh damn it! I liked this movie, but I knew it was I knew what I was watching. It it, feel, it was one step removed from basically plonking the camera in the in the theater and watching it. Like I don't think they they made great use of this being a movie. Um, now having said that, I would watch this movie again. I really 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 enjoyed it. Um, there are some proper proper earworm of songs. Like I have, I've listened to fifty-seven thousand minutes song "Seasons of Love" um, on the way to work, on the way back from work. That is such a hooky hooky song. Um, I love it. I would like this movie if there were less songs in it. <laughs> this is my problem with musicals. Three weeks into musicals, months. Could there just yes. be less songs in it? Could there just be less songs in it? But this this sums up my problem with musicals, is I love the story, but a lot of the time I'm like, will this song fucking end? It's been going on for seven and a half minutes. This film has 28 songs in it. It has two songs called Finale, with songs in between. Um, That's so true. It's like, pick one. I love them both, but yeah. End the film. But 
damn it, if you've got a dry eye by the end, like, what... It does... I don't want to jump ahead, but it does some really, really, really awesome things with the story. Um, And it is... It's emotional, and it's... um, It's an important story to tell as well. Uh, I just... Yeah, it's almost... The songs are almost too light-hearted for the subject matter, which I think is... Has to be deliberate, and think it has to be... You don't have to get through this, like... I think keeping it jolly makes it more accessible, doesn't it? If it was really doubt and miserable, you'd be like, oh, Jesus, I've got to watch The Revenant, but I really don't want to watch The Revenant, but I need to watch The Revenant. So I think you want to keep it away from that. Um, But I liked it. I think... So, to the point of the songs are quite deliberate, you're absolutely right. And I I do feel that it's 100% deliberate. Um, Particularly, there's... It's interesting, Albert, what you said as well about some of the lyrics being very simplistic because they are. They're quite to the point. There's, you know, this is not a film about subtext as as, no. as, as no, the no, stage no, no, no. show. That there is no subtext here. It's just text. Um, and like one of the one of the things that they try and bait you over the head with is it's not about dying from AIDS. It's about living with AIDS. Yeah, and that is shown sort of is it glossed over a little bit a little bit yeah yeah it is uh, because only one of the characters actually succumbs to the condition and i won't obviously say anything else. we'll say it as we go along whereas almost all of them are living with some form of it uh, whether it's yeah. hiv positive or they have progressed to aids um and there are some montages which are I think they work well. Actually, the "Will I Lose My Dignity" I think works very well yeah. in a film better. Ugh. I feel than on stage because you can do the the dissolves, you know. Yes, yeah. These people aren't with us anymore. Yeah, and that is always rough. Um, will there be a dry eye? I I think this is one of those ones where I get to about I like I like yourself. I have the song list here, right? Life support generally I start to, you know, start feeling it in my throat. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Will <clears throat> I? Yep. Start feeling it in my throat. Um, there is filler. I have songs where I'm just like, mm. Mm. So, yeah, no, definitely. And it's kind of like, I can't distinguish some of the songs from others. But you know what really got me, and I wasn't expecting it, was I remember it's, it starts with Mimi in the apartment singing and she's like really really miserable and then that's where you get the montage of um angel succumbing and deteriorating and i was about to get really annoyed because mimi is oh mimi's whinging again but then the song doesn't stop and it transitions into angel's death and oh man yeah that that entire thing um the few and straight into the funeral is really. I can't. I. I. Yeah. Every time I watched it on stage, so we had different people playing Collins, and so you had. It was strange. There was one of the productions I saw. He was, um, Abby, you'll have to help me out on this one. So it was a kind of a mid-range singer, whereas the he, I think, the Collins of the movie is a baritone. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So so he was probably, yeah, Collins is a baritone. Which, by the way, is one of the things I love about this because finally a good part for a baritone. Um, so, but then one of the stage ones I saw uh, would alto be right? Bass probably. What's one up? For... Oh no, ten, uh, tenor. Oh. Lyric tenor. Because I was like somewhere in the middle. It was like 
this is very strange hearing this song sung in a higher pitched voice. It wasn't like it was nowhere near soprano. Like I'm not, it wasn't like that, but it was like, I'm now so used to a baritone singing this. It still had an impact. Like I was still like sitting there and someone looking at me going like, are you all right? Um, But it's really, so it was a couple of different interpretations of it, but oh my God, that funeral scene. Yeah, it's that's woof, woof. Yeah. Um, but as the film opened, I think that's a stunning way to open the film. Oh, like, yeah. just my my initial notes were, oh, names, people are in this film. Anthony Rapp. Like, I didn't go into it knowing anything. So Anthony Rapp is in it. Um, uh, Rosario oh Dawson. man, why do I? Yeah, and the the Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson um, Tay Diggs. So many people, and I was like, this isn't. Awesome cast plus the rock singer. Um, so it's like six six characters then, from the original cast, right? So like, yeah, from the original Broadway recast, cast, they ca- recast Mimi, R- didn't Rosa- they? Yeah, Mimi and not Maureen, the other one, uh, Joanne. Joanne. Yeah, yeah. All the others came from the stage show. So it's interesting when you when you say that yeah, you recognise really them cool. now, but at that time they were recognised from the stage show rather than being stars in their own right. So it shows how much of a yeah. launchpad it was for them, I guess. Absolutely, definitely. Um, and all of them just singing in a line with the lights on them. Didn't have any context. Didn't know anything. But I had shivers. Um, yeah, really, really, really good. And then the opening song, Rent. It's definitely the most stage showy of all of the it songs. Is. It's like you, I can picture this being on stage with a faux New York um, city block standing on the balcony things, chucking fire at the ground. Um, see, yeah, that, it, it sets the tone really well. And I just, oh man, it's a good song. Yeah, it is. It's a really good song. We're not gonna pay. We're not gonna. You're evicted. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Um, I, yeah, I don't really like the squatters' rights. I'm not really on their side. I think fuck off, pay the rent, or fuck off. Yeah, kind to be uh, much as I, I love this. I pay a fucking mortgage. Kinda, like, yeah. But 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 Benny had promised them that they could live there for free, which is an unreasonable promise to make and accept. Well, he shouldn't have promised it, but the fact is, he did. But the whole neighbourhood um, is in pain. It's not just them. Everyone was out singing. They were going. Yeah, and and that's in ridiculous. the East Village of New York as well. Yeah. Like, you could be getting millions. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Um character by character, because there's a lot of characters in this. Um let's let's mm-hmm. start with I suppose the main two, which is Roger and Mark. So Yes. Um I I was texting you during I don't really like Roger. And I don't really like Mark. But I prefer Mark to Roger. Uh, I really, really like Anthony Rapp. And it's hard to separate Anthony Rapp from Mark. But if I take Mark as a character, he's a bit wet and a bit useless. Um, and Roger stands out like a sore fucking thumb because he's like meatloaf in Lab OM. It's his rock voice and his cadence and everything stands out a million miles away from every other voice. So all of the medleys that have him in it it's like oh i cringe when i hear him because he just sounds like brian adams <laughs> which is fine on its own but it doesn't yeah for me does it not stick out for you it, it does a bit for me yeah um i didn't mind it so much in the 
the group numbers, I think, again, it's probably with the edits they've had to make for the film, when you come off one number and then it's his number, it's suddenly like, whoa, that's different. Um, but actually, I quite like when him and Mimi are doing their numbers, I quite like them. There's there's a nice contrast there. Uh, but yeah, it's more in the context of the run of it. It just feels like a sudden you know, change of tone very quickly. Yeah, Power. yeah. But I actually, you know, he's a very good singer and I was very impressed by him. Um, I actually, I was the opposite to you, Sean. I preferred Roger to Mark. Okay, okay. Just because, I, I don't know, that Roger felt like a more believable character to me in a way. Um, yeah. Mark does feel lost a little bit, like as in, he's the only one, God love yeah. him, he's the only one who doesn't couple up at any point. Yeah, yeah. But, to be fair, he yeah, is lost. But I've noticed that he is the guy who starts every big group number. He's like, you know, almost the, the ringleader in a way and gets the musical going. Um, I, I absolutely love one of my favourite numbers. And it's actually a little bit probably unnecessary because, you know, we got it from the from the dialogue. But I love um, the Tango Maureen. I love that number. Oh, I love Tango Maureen. Tango Maureen. Yeah. I knew you were going to say and, that. And it's I'm a awesome. massive, I'm massive really Tracy Toms fan as well. So I thought that was really well done. What a voice. Mm. My God, what a voice she has. Yeah. That for, the, in uh, Seasons of Love, that high note. Ooh. And it's not a polished voice, and I mean that in a nice way. That there is a raw tone to it that makes it all the more believable, um, which I really like. So, yeah. So, so I kind of I just found Mark a little bit, yeah, like you say, a bit wishy-washy, a bit kind of on the periphery. But that's maybe the point, right? Almost superfluous. Yeah. I yeah. I wonder, and because I all these years later, I still haven't made up my mind. Are we Mark, are we supposed to be kind of experiencing these other lives through Mark's experience of their lives? You know, we have Roger, who is sort of moping around the apartment, sort of happy with Mimi, and then freaks out and then fucks off. Uh, And I would say doesn't pay the rent, but nobody's paying the rent. And then Mark is left (laughs) covering the spot. And then... Colin's an angel, he's kind of friends with them, and then they go off. You know, are is the audience is Mark a stand in for the audience? I think quite possibly uh, I quite don't possibly know. in terms of capturing because like what he does well obviously is is film the other characters, catches those moments that then come back later in the film. And again, going back to La Boheme, Mark is based on a character called Marcello, who is a painter. Um so they're very similar in that sense. And in the opera, it's all about, you know, Marcello capturing the beauty and the best moments of their lives before it all goes to shit. Um, so there's sort of a similar <laughs> similar thing there, I guess, in a way. And in the, the opera, Roger is Rodolfo, who's a poet. So there's sort of very clear analogy there as well. Torture yeah. poet. Yeah. The, um, I think maybe a better analogy is that he's on narrator. Um, so I don't think he's relatable enough for him to be the audience but he's definitely, I think he's framing the story for us quite literally because he's filming it um, and there's there's no actual narration but his songs progress the narrative and push people together but he doesn't really influence the story much other than other than making characters aware of their true nature so 
I've forgotten the name of his ex-girlfriend and her new girlfriend. Maureen, uh, but... Maureen is the ex of Sadina Menzel and Joanne is yeah. Tracy Toms. Making Joanne aware of Maureen and he's just kind of like playing puppeteer a little bit, but he's not trying to break them up. Um, you kind of get the impression that if they did break up, he'd be there to swoop in. And yeah, he's not really trying to help Roger either. He doesn't say, snap out of it. She's good for you. You could be good together. He's just... He's quite passive, isn't he? There, yeah, just... Yeah, he's very passive, which is what a narrator should be. He shouldn't be influencing the story. That's interesting, because there's a song cut from the movie. It was filmed, like it's a it's a extra on the DVD. I think it's a massive shame they didn't leave it in. But in that, he sort of has a go at Roger for abandoning Mimi. Okay. Uh, is yeah. part of the song, um, and it's probably the most forward mark is in the entire show yeah it's purely cut for runtime which is again massive shame uh it's on the nine hour soundtrack but i um, mean they couldn't have cut something else from the runtime no, no. actually do you know what? actually so, you know what? sorry i want to I'll, I'll do this now i'm ripping off this band-aid here's what i would cut from the musical all right i would i would love to see if you agree or disagree on. with this all right so i would cut please don't say live support no no that's oh God, a hideous no, sentence me? no no, I mean literally saying I would cut my support. <laughs> oh, I might catch hell for this one. The the initial I'll cover you, Angel and Collins. I love the message of the song and I love the way they call back to it during the funeral. No, but that's yeah, when they get together. Yeah. They were already together. No, well, okay. I, I would 100% get rid of uh, Take Me or Leave Me. Fuck off. That's one of the big numbers. That's, 100%. That's the, the that's like, you're wrong. famous number there. Oh, my God. It's got... What? Oh, no. That, okay, so why? No. Why? It's such a well-sung song. Because it's superfluous. So they break off. They break up off-screen. No, they don't. They, it might be the biggest... On so I'm coming... They're literally screaming. They're literally singing. I'm yeah, done. That, that I'm is done. this song. No, is there a breakup? No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me finish. I'm saying you should leave it to them breaking up off screen, and then at the funeral, that's when you find out that they're not together anymore. Um, I think their engagement reception, the the whole thing, it just it stuck out like a sore thumb. That's that point exactly is when I thought this film should have ended by now. I cannot believe um, you want to take it. Didn't need it because it's got nothing to it's got nothing to do with the theme of the movie at all. It's about it's completely and, about Maureen's character and about how I don't give a shit about Maureen. It's not her film. It very much is. She is one of the main bohemian characters that they gravitate around. Yeah, whatever. I just <laughs> It might be a relevant song, and it might be good for the movie, but I don't need that person singing it. I'm I'm coming at it as somebody who's never watched the film before. For me, as a movie, it didn't work. That that section of the film didn't work. That is incredible. I've literally never heard. You can just you can lift it out, remove it, and just go straight from the disaster in the the sorry the Labo M stuff mm. in the bar to um i should tell you and then go into seasons of love and then without you and the the funeral stuff you can absolutely lift the engagement thing out of there well we know how i feel albert how do you feel i i would disagree um i think you have to think about the time the context of the time um representation of two women in love would have been very much unheard of so i appreciate that 
I love the song. I think it's one of the best numbers in the show. If I was to cut something, I'd probably cut, even though I love it, I'd cut Tango Maureen because it's three minutes about Maureen being sort of promiscuous. And actually we got that from the, yeah, we got that from the dialogue anyway. And the fact that there's all the setup about she dumped him for another woman, you know, ha ha ha. Yeah, that didn't sit right at all. Like everyone mocking him for that. Is like... Again, it's the time it's set in. If in in the late eighties, that would have been kind of, I imagine, yeah. still the butt of people's jokes. Ha ha ha! You turned her gay. Yeah, exactly. Well done. You're not a man because she's yeah. a lesbian. Congrats. That's how yeah. it works. Um, and this, and actually, it's interesting when you think about the certain elements of it that haven't aged very well. Like, um, Angel's by far my favorite character but is referred to in different ways, you know, drag queen, transvestite, you know, um, and actually, mm-hmm. you know, we see, yeah, we see Mark kind of, you know, using he pronouns and then changing. And, and so that feels a little uncomfortable now, but again, at the time it was probably pretty accurate representation of, of what people were Yeah, done. but also in, yeah, but at the funeral, he does correct himself. He does, yeah. He just corrects himself to she and then sticks yeah. with it for the rest of the film. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily think dead. that's a product. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, but it is, but the pronouns thing, genuinely, that is something we're just scratching oh, yeah, the yeah, surface yeah. of in the last. Don't, two don't get me years. wrong, I'm, I'm not, I'm not criticizing, but what I'm talking about is this is, would, have, would have been pretty revolutionary, you know, to see something yeah, like this absolutely. on Broadway, um, you know, and, and in the city where it's set and stuff, it would have been absolutely crucial. So I think going back to the original point is like, take me or leave me, I think is needed for that kind of representation reason. I do think, I do think it's helpful for the story. I actually prefer it as a number than I do to um, the the breakup song between Roger and Mimi. Oh God. Yeah. But we hear that breakup song in three different ways, don't we? we do. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, I would absolutely lose that as well. You know what else I would lose? Um, I just lost it. Um, Why? You know, you no, there's a there's an entire section that I would lose. Sorry, is Roger leaving town and coming back? Gone. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, one. That would I agree. So. Gone. No need. No yeah. development. What you Nothing. own. You can it's... just you can have him carrying on being miserable, and then Mimi disappears and comes back. Yeah, same That's thing. Yeah, hundred percent with you on that one. I would actually kind of expanding on that one although it's nice for their story i should tell you grinds the film to a halt it comes in between la vie bohème and la vie bohème reprise i think they should have just played that through like we get it they're together and roger's not great at this that could be covered in dialogue or just in how it's staged you know, in the film, and it, it, I think it's staged quite well during La Vie Bohème. He is standoffish. She is kind of avoiding her a little bit, and yeah, it's just kind of like, okay, yes, we get it. You're taking a break. Uh, odd place to do it, considering you've just started Act Two. Um, so that would be. A, but I absolutely agree with you. What you own, I feel, is just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember it. Don't want to. But let's talk about let's talk, let's stop talking about things we take out. Yeah, good things. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, Tango Maureen is brilliant. I think that's hilarious. Really, really fun and the Pookie yeah. bit <laughs> when she's like, "No, no, no, you're wrong there," because she doesn't call me Pookie, and then she rings up, she's like, "Yeah, Pookie." Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I think it was really funny. 
You're going to have to help remind me some of these songs. Oh. You'll see. That's that... Oh, no, You'll See was written. That's the one where they've got the fight with Benny. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I liked that song. What that happened to Benny? What happened to his heart? Um, I like I like Tay Diggs as Benny because Benny is Benny's a shit, but he's not evil. Yeah, no, he's opportunistic, isn't he? And he is kind and of. A he patsy. cares about Mimi. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, they have to. If you're being really cynical, it's almost like he's been hired. Because he's from the area. Oh, I think it so is. So it makes what they're doing okay. I think it is because. Uh, Albert, you might have to help me out here. I've totally forgotten. The one he. The girl he's with. Her dad is the one buying the whole area. And now I can't remember her name. Um, uh, anyway. So yeah, his. his no. girlfriend, so he ended up going out with somebody. Then through her. Yep, yeah, ascend to the ranks really quickly. But I think you're exactly right. And yeah, it's like. That's grand. Here's a local. We'll send the local in to get rid of everyone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Light my candle. I like. I, I think it's quite. It's quite playful. And um, considering the subject matter is, oh, I can't find my heroine. Um. <laughs> and like she's clearly. I don't think it's expressly stated during the. Actually, no, it isn't stated during this song why she has the shakes and why she's so cold and has the flu, because it's not just that she's going through withdrawals yes exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and that's one thing if i i love this film um if i have one really big sympathy for how much of a whiny pain of the hole roger is it's that he's just gone through losing his previous girlfriend april who was diagnosed hiv positive and then died of a drug overdose here comes mimi who is a junkie and who is HIV positive. And what he then sees is it's not just this sexy, beautiful girl. Rosario Dawson's amazing in this film. Yes. But, Sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I oh, agree. we'll get to out tonight. Um, but uh, it's this is old wounds ripped right open again. But, and it's really but, fresh but for him. Does, so I do have sympathy for the But character. does he know? He doesn't know she's HIV positive at that point. So is there a little bit of him kind of going. I shouldn't go there because I am, and maybe she's not. Do you know what I mean? Is that is that obvious at that point? I got it. I got it during the first time that it was the drugs. Yeah. Uh, no. So I I'm with Albert on the first song when she's like invading through the window and whatnot. I got it more as I'm not ready to have a relationship with a with a drug addict, and also there's things about me you don't know. Yeah. So we we can't. There's things that we, uh, yeah, it's complicated. Um, but it's, yeah, it is playful. It's fun. I like it. But when you were, uh, you texted me earlier and said, yeah, Roger's a dick. I'm kind of on Roger's side. Like, he's being super cautious. And I get why. Like, he's falling in love with a woman who is going to fall into exactly the same trap as the woman he just lost. It's even the same fucking drug dealer. Like, yes. I, I wouldn't yeah, do it. Right, yeah. I wouldn't do it at all. Like it's yeah, that's really rough. Um, yeah, you're actually that 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 isn't. It was great that the drug dealer is the same dealer. It really hammers home yeah. that is, and no one's kicking the shit out of him, and they really should. Um, all I was going to say about um, like my candle interestingly picks up melodic music from the opera, so it actually uses some of the melody from it, which is quite cool. So th- there are some nice nods to the source material as well, which I thought I really appreciated. But yeah, I liked I liked the number. I would say this much. 
you can tell Rosario Dawson is an actor through and through and everyone else around her is a stage professional. That's fair. Because she is the character I felt most invested in. And I think probably Wilson, who plays Angel, is probably more of an actor-actor as well. Not to say that musical actors aren't actors, that's not fair. It's just they're used to a different medium. So it felt like the way that yeah. the way that she used the space and moved around the room felt very different to what you would see on stage. Um, so I found her incredibly believable as a character, which um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. and she's she's pretty exceptional in it. Ah, she is like, and it's just to totally to agree with you and piggyback off your point. Um, when when you're playing for the stage, you're playing for the back row. Yeah, you know, um, and that is. There is a degree of overacting that is completely acceptable on stage and, in fact, encouraged that just doesn't work in a film. And there are some part. I think poor old Collins is a little bit guilty of this, that it would suit the stage, doesn't necessarily... Not all of it, now, but doesn't necessarily suit the film, particularly his introduction. Yeah, there's, there's you know, a slight exaggeration you, uh, there. Definitely the bit where he falls back against the wall felt very yes. grandiose as opposed to being just a very subtle thing. So yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Even though I loved Jesse O. Martin in this, I thought he was... I, I just loved to hear a baritone voice, so you know, I really liked that. Um, and I just loved... Yeah, I, I just loved the way they handled the, the relationship between him and Angel. It just felt really yes. genuine. Um yeah it wasn't cringy no. it wasn't forced it felt really well performed well acted and believable it also it is like they were just a gay couple yeah that was it now yeah, and just normal and in a way they were not only were they just a gay couple but there was an awful lot of boxes ticked they were you know a non-white gay couple they one of them yeah. is a drag queen they are both hiv positive you know it's like oh jesus christ all right what else what else yeah. can we get in here either of you jewish all right yeah throw that one in there as well yeah um, <laughs> well it comes back to being able to live a normal life and you should be able to no matter no matter who yeah. you are shouldn't it? it shouldn't be these and it's interesting isn't it because in the engagement party scene um joanne's parents are like really accepting as are um yeah Maureen's parents to a degree so there's almost like this semi and that in a way was quite interesting to see because that felt really almost like it was happening now as opposed to in the 80s because there was just real acceptance about it so um yeah that again that would have been quite I imagine at the time you know very unseen up to that point um but I appreciate it I'd imagine almost I'd imagine almost unbelievable. I can imagine people watching it. Well, people wouldn't react like that. They'd be outraged. Yeah, but, because that's what you would expect. Yeah, because the, um, the stage show came out in 96. So, I mean, 96, there's many, or I think I think this is a hotel where they do the, the function. There's many places this wouldn't take the booking. Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, it's like, what is she talking about? No, not at all. Like, oh, yeah. Well, they have to label it as companion, don't mm. they? Mm. Yeah. Of course. Um, should we jump on to Out Tonight then, considering we were talking about Mimi, or we were? So, Ian, yes. you're different from us. I am. Did you enjoy Out Tonight, Ian? I, I rather did. Without wishing to be um, misogynistic in any way, shape or form, but good God do I love Rosario Dawson. 
<laughs> she is absolutely stunning. And I didn't know she did this in this movie. So it was quite the treat for me. I rather enjoyed If there was a bit of the film I would extend, it's this bit. <laughs> I would keep the runtime the same, chop out Guitar Boy, chop out the breakup, and just extend this by about 45 minutes to an hour. So are you saying you would go to the Catch Scratch Club? I all of it, the the scratch catch, all of it, yeah. Just I would be there, dollar bills in the air. Oh yeah. If I was single, of course, love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to edit in the apology here, or do you want to do it at the start of the episode? Or well, I suppose yeah, we'll find I, out, really, won't we? Yeah. If I talk the rest of the episode with a fat lip, it's because she's overheard that and lamped <laughs> me one. Um, I the perform like in all seriousness the performance itself is fantastic she's so aware of where her body is what she's doing and it's fantastic all you need to know about the character not all you need to know but a lot of what you need to know about the character is in that song and in her performance it's brilliant love it absolutely mesmerizing the thing for me the what did it do for you too? Well, I was I was thinking about the staging <laughs> of it funnily when I was watching it rather than other stuff. Yes, um, yes, yes, me too. Even though it's set on a stage in a club, it feels like the most movie-like part of the film for me, weirdly. Um, because it's Yes. It they use the space really well, it feels grandiose, and I love then the cut to her just leaving the club and you know, carrying on the song. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was yeah. really cleverly done. Um mm-hmm. And just how miserable she really is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I really like that number. Um, and my God, she can move. Yeah, when I first saw this, I still I'd... identified as bisexual. Yep. So, I don't know. This probably extended that by a couple of years. <laughs> um, <laughs> Excellent. But, uh, no, as I'm now, of course, a straight man, uh, I can say the... Uh, I didn't have to laugh so quickly, lads. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, I think it's fantastic. I obviously I very much agree with you, Albert. I think it's staged fantastically. Uh, Rosario Dawson can do things with her body that I could only ever dream of being able to do. Like she is, I, I think she's really good at moving in this scene. That sounds like a really stupid way of describing it, <laughs> but I think it's really just impressive her dancing here. That's going to be the quote for the headline of this episode. <laughs> Excellent. That's that's what that's what you get. Uh, and I really like I really like the transition into another day on its own. I'm not really fond of the song. Out tonight into another day, I really like. I don't know why. I, I, like it, so another day where it's another ver- for me. We've we've talked about how I feel about Roger, but for me, I'm just like Roger. Will you just cop the hell on? Like, just cop well, the hell he, on, will you? But he has. I don't think it's ever in doubt that he knows she likes him it's just him being willing to take the leap isn't oh, it? no that, sorry that's what i mean by that it's like yeah sure like she is oh right sorry you know, she's like she's literally the embodiment of out. we have to live for today you know yeah. like tomorrow's not guaranteed you have to live for today you have to enjoy yourself and then that's tempered with her drug addiction as well because she has given too much into just living for today Whereas he It's is, that, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He is, Sorry, it's that balance. Yeah. 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 And, and he's struggling just, just as much with the balance. He is completely shut himself off. He is boxed mm-hmm. himself in. You know, yeah. he's, he's not just not thinking about today. He's trying not to think about tomorrow either. He's only yes. thinking about the past. He is stuck with April in his head. That's really, really cool. They are opposite ends of the spectrum, aren't they? That's really cool. 
Um, but I love that theme of, and it comes out in. Um, is it Will I? Is that the Dignity song? Will I lose and Regret. My yeah. And another. Which one is the Regret song? Regret. Uh, <laughs> oh, no regret or something. Take your pick. Um. No, but it literally says no regrets or um, live today, no regret, something, something. No day but today? Because fina- yeah, finale B be, yeah. kind of is... Oh, no, an- an- another, another day, excuse me, sorry, another day is another no day, day yeah. but today. Yeah, exactly. So that is where I really got the meaning of the film. Another day and then into Will I... And I think the support group scenes, uh, loved them. Oh, they were so powerful. Um, as a person who has no no life experience with this at all, that was super, super powerful. It was a left-handed kick to the back of the heart is what that was. Like, that yeah. was just intense. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's... the So the character they cast to, you know, the, the first one to speak about this, I just... Is it... Oh, sorry, no, that's Will I... Oh no, it's no, yeah, that's it. Oh, I've got myself lost on the on the track thing here. Okay, yeah, will I exactly? He's just a normal bloke, mm. you know. And it the scene opens with, you know, how are you feeling today? Well, I found out my T cells are lower, and I'm scared. Yeah, and it's this is not a film that I feel wastes too much time on realism, even though. There's nothing fantastic. They don't suddenly start flying or something like. It's not that, but it is hyper realism in a way. This is grounded. Oh yeah. This, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This kind of yeah. It's like, oh okay. That could word for word be a support group meeting just in a documentary form. Yeah. And I I love in that that and, scene as well where, um, Mark turns up and is sort of making a racket and they all kind of turn to him and he's like, oh I'm not I don't have like. It's cringy, but actually, it's it just reinforces the yeah. the, the kind of strength of that group and what's going on there and the importance of it. So I, I you know, even though I was going, "Shut up, man, shut up," I actually yeah. kind yeah. of thinking back now, quite appreciate that. Um, so yeah, because it's like the, the, all they say is, uh, "Who are you?" And all he has to say is, "Oh, I'm Mark." But he said, "You're dead right." He goes, "Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm with." And and Angel just does this really yeah. cute little mm. pinky wave, just like keep going, <laughs> keep digging. <laughs> I, I'm not going to help you out of this. Angel is Angel is the best, not not necessarily the most engaging character, but Angel is the best character in. Mm. Main I agree. Rent. Just a free free spirit. Yeah. Absolutely. I think for me, I think Mimi's the most engaging, but Angel. Well, of course, Angel's yeah. meant to be. The, the, the best person and of course that's why and it is a trope I get that this story is a little bit older and of course it's based on even older material again but mm. of course it's the good one yeah you know what I mean of course yeah. it's the one that everybody likes yeah yeah of course it is yeah um, today for you it's fantastic like her entrance it? song is so so good the moves that she pulls um, phenomenal yeah. so so good I love the fact that like she's a hooker she is a hooker and it's just so Wait, funny she, what she is yeah no I missed that entirely so alright so the lady who, who offered her a thousand dollars to trim her tree yeah she doesn't work with plants Ian get out oh and then but did she kill a dog 
Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, thousand dollars. I think it was sorry, a thousand dollars to kill the dog and a bonus if she trimmed her tree, but she wasn't actually trimming her tree because later right. on, Angel My pays bad. for Christmas and Mark says, "You made this on the street." Got it. I because she's drumming, so I thought that's mm. how you. Never mind. Right, I missed that. Uh, Sorry, poor shouted Ian. So, just okay. That's that's so that's yeah. what you do for a job. Yeah, All right, that's this fine. is what you do. Yeah, exactly. And which I think again, really progressive in the way that she's about. Actually, what have I just said? I mean, all right. No, I stand by what I said. I, I suppose it makes the fact it makes her death a little bit more problematic. Although, does it? You know, I'm I'm thinking, does her character get punished because of what she does? But then they all have. I think everyone. Everyone, They've all got vices. Yeah, Yeah. uh, she's the one that's most upfront about it. so even up front, even though he missed it, but um, yeah, I know I know what you're trying to say. Um, but they could all be punished by that logic for yeah. their vices or what they do. It's just where you where you arbitrarily draw the line. That's it. Um, where are we? Santa Fe. Are we? Sorry, are we, sorry. No, I was just going to say. I hope at some point we're going to talk about the fact that Chris Columbus directed this movie because that kind of blew my mind. I love it. Oh my god. Yeah. Sorry, that was my first note. My very very first note was wait, what? Chris Columbus? Who went on to who went How on to uh, direct those other very famous ensemble movies, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, quite a quite a shifting gear. Um no, I think he does a fantastic job. Um it doesn't feel like a Chris Columbus movie at all, but mm. it's yeah. Exactly. You're going you like, to love him. Where's Kevin McAllister? What's what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say that I could cut out? Um, it was Santa Fe. Sorry, didn't like Santa Fe. I feel it grows. Both the start of the song is. I feel like get to the point. But then by the time you get into the second half of the song, I'm belting along with it. Like I really, mm. really love it. Once it picks up a little bit, and like Albert, like yourself, I really enjoy like this. Re- oh my god, you can feel it in your ankles is how low he manages to go in this song. And yeah. I, yeah, for that reason, Jesus, I couldn't cut it. I couldn't cut it. I mean, it does nothing for the story, but it's, I just, I, I no, love the exactly. moment where Angel starts to to mirror the movements and they kind of sync up and there's something nice about that that I quite like. Um, and seeing the other seeing the other Very people in the, in the the carriage kind of bobbing along and stuff. And when he picks up the little old lady and spins her around, I like that bit. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cute, but it is superfluous. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for for that's me true. anyway. No, no, yeah, right. I wish I wish I had either Angel's high voice or Collins's low voice. I'm neither. Yeah, either. <laughs> I would like any of their talent, please. I'm not even fussed about it being the singing. Hello, part. I am neither of, of the talent. crusts of bread. I am the mayo in the middle. <laughs> the the low fat mayo that no one really likes. You had to pick mayo, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cover you is really cute. I don't know if we need to talk about it much more. It's very, very, very sweet, it's, isn't it? It's just lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really cute. Over the moon, I can't remember. Oh, I hated this bit so hard. This song With is marmot. Yeah. The life, life poem, real artistic interpretation poem talking. Oh, God, I hated it. Sorry. Driven over cliff by a suicidal oh, fuck you. Mickey Mouse. 
sing or do poetry, one or the other. Yeah, Dina Menzel is an incredible singer. I get what you mean. Like this, this, this is Marmite. And depending on my mood, sometimes I love it. Sometimes I hate it. Yeah, Albie, could you appreciate? I could it? because they held back Adina till this moment. Really, like in in that you actually get to see her in her full glory because you see her in the sort of yes, correct dream sequence from Tango Maureen, but. Um, it must have been interesting doing this on stage because she would have been sitting around backstage for a lot of time waiting to come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was different is the words I would probably use. Um, but I could kind of believe it. I could believe that's what, you know, Bohemians in New York would probably be. Oh, it yeah, is Bohemian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But it was just not, it's not one that's particularly memorable in terms of the song, aside from its no. bonkers, bonkers kind of the bit where she's talking about drinking from the udders of something or other. It's just like... Oh, God. Sir, sir, it was surreal. will you move with me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can you give me a move. little move? Yes, sir, go on. Yeah. Move. What? I don't get the metaphor. What's the cow metaphor? Well, she had a... Dr- uh, last night, she had a dream and she was walking with her cow, Elsie. Yeah, no, I know the dream. Yeah. I want to know the meaning. <laughs> The cow okay, jumps so over the moon. That, I, yeah, I'm kind of with you on the whole. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, um, La Vie Bohème is... I love the pub cool. sequence. And I actually... Because I can't, I lost track of time, so I thought I'd been watching the film for two hours. And I was like, why is Sean, like, so emotional? Like, nothing in this so far has made me cry. Like, the support group is quite sad, but they're wrapping up the film, and I haven't really felt that upset. Not knowing that there were still another 16 songs to go. <laughs> But I did love the bar sequence. Really Really awesome. Love it. Great song as well. It's also like, it's one of those ones. Now, Albert, you're way better than me when it comes to remembering lyrics. And there's a lot of the songs in this where the lyrics do stay with me. I cannot, there's like a blocker because there's so many lyrics in Love Evo M. It's really hard to remember them all. Yeah, no, I couldn't even hum it to you, but I, I remember enjoying it. Abby? Uh, yeah, um, it was a good group number. I can see how it would be a good one to kind of close out a, an act in the show. And it's sort of, in a similar way to Into the Woods, big number, everything's happy and rosy, and then we come back and shit, it's the fan. Um, yeah. You're right, actually. Yeah, so there yeah. was quite a, an interesting comparison there. That's very right. I did expect that they, I thought they, were, they may... Um, lean more in towards everyone pairing up apart from Mark because when they're all dancing on the table they all kind of do pair up and he's just kind of stood there a bit sad and I thought they may play on that a bit more but it's kind of ignored it's like yeah he's a loner it's fine <laughs> he has he no has one. his film that he's working on maybe yeah. this was a forward thinking depiction of asexuality you know what I'd yeah, buy that I would too yeah I would buy that because he doesn't seem he seems obviously pissed off that Maureen broke up with him, but he doesn't seem upset. He's not. He's not Roger broken. Oh, no one's Roger broken. No. Collins at the funeral isn't Roger broken. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us are. Um, so yeah, take me or leave me. Yeah, Skip it. Um, Without you, go, I. Go. I mean. Oh, we actually are skipping no, it. You're wrong. We've talked about take me or leave me. We've talked about how wrong. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Without you, um, no, no, we've actually talked about this one as well because this is the one that goes into Angel dying. I'll cover you, yeah, I, cries, lads. Oh my god, yeah, we've done that. It's good, oh. it's really good. Um, 
Halloween's fine. Just filler. Kind of. Like, it's, it's, there is plot in it, but it's kind of filler. Goodbye, love. So, Ian, you haven't heard Goodbye, love yet, because it was cut, it was cut from the film. Uh, it's no, I have beautiful, and it was, they should have cut what you own and left in Goodbye, love. Um, and because, yeah, because Mark gets a bit more of a backbone in it, you get a bit more context as to where Mimi is, is kind of at as Roger leaves. Right. Um, Seems like a weird one to cut. It really does. I really... Anyway, they cut us. They're wrong. Anyway, here we go. Um, I realise that the entire film was building to Roger's song for Mimi. I would have cut the crap out of that song. Like, if Roger's supposed to be the greatest songwriter ever, Mimi's screwed for income. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. Um... I'm finding it hard to separate between me just not enjoying Roger singing. So maybe Albie, you can take that one. It I've probably cut it most did of feel a bit like slow rock ballad, slightly out of whack with everything else. Um, didn't mind it. I couldn't sing it to you now, so it's clearly not the best song ever written. Um, but there you go. It's interesting in the opera. Um, Mimi dies but goes out on the highest note you can imagine. She basically screams. She supposedly is dying of tuberculosis yet manages to finish on a high A or something. It's always one of the moments of the opera. Maybe that's literally so what I kills was, her. I was surprised when she came back to that. I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> that was, you know. Yeah, I thought she was going to be dead dead. But then it does kind of leave the, oh man, how bad is Roger now? Like, yeah, that's true. what would you do with him after that? Um, yeah, I... Finale B, finale A and B. I think it's a fantastic ending. Like I think it's a great song mm, to go yes. out on. I, I'm with you. Like she probably should have died, but I do like that she did. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been too down. Not that there's a problem with the down B ending, but that wouldn't have suited Rent. The the theme of the yeah. film exactly. It's, no, totally get it. It's about yeah. No, I get it. It's the only moment for me where the character is a bit unbelievable um, because she kind of she's literally dying and then two minutes later hops up and is singing along you know it's kind of it's the one bit where i was a bit like angel and she looked good yeah yeah and it's a bit like oh the fever's breaking fuck me she's only had it for 20 minutes what do you mean breaking yeah. um, like it is it's kind of actually what i said earlier on about this is a fairly grounded musical um, maybe not so much this song yeah. <laughs> We, we we also haven't talked about the fact that like Sarah Silverman pops up in the middle of the film as well, which was very odd. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's the producer. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. would we need to talk about it? Was it was just very random. <laughs> Sarah though. Silverman pops just very up. Very random. It is. It's yeah. super random. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> it is super weird. This film was not a box office hit though. This was a bomb, wasn't it? It was not. It was. It was. It made ten million less than its budget. Like this was. Unfortunately, oh, which is a shame. That's rough. I mean, I'm the cynic yeah. in me isn't surprised, but yeah, that's rough. Which is why Rent to Extend Your Lease was never actually released. Um, that was funny. You know Ian. What? That was no, funny. It was, no, no, no. It was funny, but do you know why I didn't laugh? Because it was too believable. <laughs> so it's when parody becomes believable. It's not a parody anymore. It's like, yeah, I totally buy that. That was on the cards. <laughs> <laughs> there is an alternate ending to the film. Same song, right? So it's still finale B, but oh, it's, it's staged okay. differently. And I feel 
the alternate is far superior right so maybe comes back to life for you know that's so that happens and then the scene dissolves down as they go into the big group number and it goes back to the spots from the start of the film and this is where like if you were in some way holding it together you're gone because there's one empty spot oh Oh, that would have been so much better and then but during the song angel walks across the stage takes collins's hand and then steps into the spot the reason they cut it was because and I have to say, bold directors and producers, they thought the audience would be too thick that they wouldn't understand why Angel was suddenly alive again. It's like, it's clearly a theatre ending, guys. It's clearly... Oh, it's, on the, s- it's on the... You will see it on YouTube or something. It's a far superior... Literally, oh, you, 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 you that describing that, the hairs went up in my arms just when you said about... Yeah. Like, that... Oh. And it also bookends it perfectly, right? So... That's okay, it. I'm exactly. going to watch that one. It's how time. you opened your film. That one, it's, it's far... like. If I if I was an editor, I would just lift it, put that one in. Uh, it's oh, this is why I need to edit movies because I want to re-edit this film and show you the Ian cut. Um, let's do let's do the but, Snyder and, cut of Rent, shall we? Yeah, no, let's not do that. <laughs> or could the Ian cut of Rent take the place of the Snyder cut in every single podcast going forward? Yes. Yeah, cool. Cool. Done. How's that? How's that cut going, Ian? <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's, no, not like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's how you start the film. It's how you ended the film. I don't think. Nobody, how could you miss that? You couldn't miss that at all. Um, I don't know, dress him in white. Make him look like a ghost if you want to. But it, like, that, yeah. that would have been epic. That would have been so Because they good. just bring up picture of, is, picture of Angel kind of randomly, don't they? Which I was like, I get, but... They do, I get it. Like, you know, oh, here's Mark's film finally. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, sorry. Actually, more than okay. That's fine. If If I didn't know the other ending existed, I'd be fine with the ending as is. But now knowing that they cut that other ending, the one that's in the film is much weaker. So which here's a question. Yes. How does yeah. the stage uh, show end? Uh, with Angel walking back on stage. Yeah. Now it's because there is a... And actually funny you should say Dress Me White. There's a, there's a song that was cut from the the film, which actually I, I think fair enough. It's it's Angel dying. It That's its own song. I think it's called Control. I would have to double check that. And it's sort of... It's sort of an orgy. It's it's a weird little song. It's more stylized than any other piece, which is why I get why they didn't put it in the film. And it's Angel dying and going up to heaven, and he's all dressed in, or going up to wherever because I don't think they explicitly say it in this. Uh, and he's all dressed in white, and then he is in the same costume, walks back on stage at the end of the thing, and you get it because you have literally seen him go yeah. out in that costume. Um, but I don't think removing that song from the film would have affected, like... No. Come on. And also, your audience, you're not showing this musical to an eight-year-old. Yeah, no one's accidentally watching this. They yeah. know what they're getting into. Yeah, that's a bizarre, bizarre choice to make. So I basically monologued for an hour and a half, and you guys have got some stuff in around it, so thanks very much for your patience. So if would you watch this film again? Oh, you had to say film, didn't you? I did, you? because I think I have to be fair on myself as well. Like, what do you think? I would. You know what? Yes, I would. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Sean's happy. I'm so happy. I, I think I would, and I hate doing this in films, but there's bits I might fast forward, mm. but I would definitely watch it again. And it's made me want to watch the stage show. <gasps> um, 
and it, it has just solidified. So I, I'm going to come across as a heathen. I like stage shows. I've seen The Lion King three times. Oh, really? I've seen oh, really cool. um, Wicked and Aladdin and Shakespeare in, in 60 Minutes or whatever it is. I don't um, like Wicked. No, neither do I. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Steaming pile of turd. Um, but yeah, I've seen things. I've seen Shakespeare. I like stage shows. Um, I just don't think musicals work in the film. Damn it, stop hitting your mic! It's, I don't it's, think... It's musicals fighting back. Boof. I don't think musicals translate very well to film at all. Um, and nothing I've watched so far has changed my mind. Um, but it, yeah, it, it, I, it I would be it. fascinating to see how next week goes in that case. Simply because... Yeah. It is a, a filmed yes. stage musical. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But, but that doesn't count. My record will still be clear because they haven't filmed it. It's not a movie. They have just no, filmed I think that's what the Albert's stage saying. show, haven't that's they? That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what Albert's so saying. What we're watch- still, so yeah. we're, not, we're not watching a musical next week. We're watching a stage show. We're not watching a musical different. movie. Yes, correct. Yeah, no, no, there is, because this hasn't been seen and cut together. You're just being a dick. You know, exactly being, we're watching a stage. Yeah. Um, we're watching so yeah. a staged musical. Yeah, the camera's just at the back of the theatre, and, well, I'm sure the camera angle changes, but, yeah. You... Oh, it doesn't. It just stays put. <laughs> what would be re- Actually, what would be interesting, so um, I think we'll just say, so next week, guys, please come back. We're going to be looking at Hamilton. So please give yourself time. This is not a short show. Um, and oh, it, it'll what? be really interesting it? because although it is the stage show, it, it is filmed it, like they, it is not just a stationary camera, which you could have got away with doing. Um, so there is close ups, there is camera pans, even though it's still the one location. But of course, we'll get to that next week and we'll see how you kind of. I, cool. How, you interesting. To that how long is it? I would have to check. It's, it's, I think it's pushing three hours oh, because this is the full so- show this is the full show good well i suppose we're lucky it's not five hours because it could be like three and a half hours plus interval whatever why do these films have to be so long it's one of my problems cut it cut more cut more you get a better film the more you cut the better the film there's Um, an argument for that there is an argument for you know what works well and as we spoke last week in into the woods but you know it is there what works better exclusively on stage what works yes, what exactly. works for both um, that song which of course you haven't seen because it's not in the film Control I feel leave that on stage I think it works yeah. on stage I don't think it would work in the film um, I'm running out of voice so no that's fine that's interestingly, me interestingly interestingly I have thought about Into the Woods a lot over the last week a lot more than I thought I would especially after so I love I love in particular not in particular it sounds horrible I love having Albert on to talk about this stuff because, yeah, you educating us is exactly what happened. So I really want to watch Into the Woods again um, with a less cynical pair of eyes. Because I was, it, oh, hands hands up, I was in a bad mood when I watched that film. Yes, um, not at all. Yeah, and, and after after Albert's breakdown, I really want to rewatch it and catch some more things. Because I know it's cleverer than my I get. My breakdown? Cleverer than I know. My breakdown? After Albert's breakdown. <laughs> Breakdown of the film. Not that you had a breakdown. That's Albert. Have you uh, have you recovered from your breakdown now at this stage? <laughs> you absolutely were. <laughs> so Albert kind of came in a bit candidly and was like, "I don't want to break Sean's heart, but I'm not a super fan of Rent." And I was like, "Shit on it." He shot on into the woods, but I did. I didn't. <laughs> I was incredibly fair. 
And you didn't. And I didn't. I was, was just, very fair. Was, I, there's yeah. lots of good points to it. It's just the lyrics that bother me. Mm-hmm. That's, yep, that's grand. That's yes. cool. No, loved it. Let us know what you thought on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the other places. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really glad we did that. I'm really happy. And we'll wrap up next week with Hamilton. Um, Albert, thank you for joining me and Sean. Sean, I'm not going to thank you for joining me. Um <laughs> Bloody better not. Uh, <laughs> we will see you next week. When- In the meantime, Albert, where can people find you online if they want to look out and they find you? One day Ian will remember to do sake. this. It's because it's pre-recorded, I understand. Albert, tell us where we can so find you. So you can you. find me on OnlyFans. Goodbye! <laughs> Interesting that you spoke over that one. Hold on, sorry, there's a huge audience for this one. Joking. Um, I was just trying to see if Ian would listen. You can find me on Twitter at Albert Hogan. Wait, did you say only Just fans? A joke. <laughs> I, I do not. I do not have an only fans. Believe me. <laughs> yes. However, yes. Albert A. Hogan yes. does. <laughs> Hoagie Alby definitely does. That was better. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.